You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. We're putting up new buildings, we're knocking down the old. We're working in the summer heat and in the winter cold. And the labour power we sell me boys for a hard and weekly pay Produces mighty profits for the greedy MBA And whether we were born here or born in Italy In Greece, in Spain or Ireland, in England or Fiji We all of us are workers, united we must stand until the wealthy bludgers have been driven from our land. We faced deregistration, it backfired in the face. We're not fooled by arbitration, we won't stay in our place. We hit the bosses hard and fast to win and keep our gains, and break a couple of concrete floors to back our lug of claims. So keep your powder dry and hold your head up high It's glass to glass and face to face, our limit is the sky We've got a fighting history and we never will be cowed Our builders' labour is a name to make a man feel proud And it's good morning from the concrete gang, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed and... Hopefully, going to air with good audio. Yes, we had a few complaints about last week. Good morning, and I know right? because Campo wasn't here. That was the biggest complaint. That's right. We've had Addie in the corner. She's in the she's in the naughty naughty girl corner. She's had fifty lashes on the back of her hand. She's in trouble. But anyway, everyone makes mistakes. We apart, apart from us. <laughs> but apparently, a couple of the letters we got. Apparently, we might have. Oh Ooh. dear, we'll come to that later. But you used to do the show with masks, didn't you? Yeah, we did, yeah. Yes, we're doing with masks right now with social distancing. Yeah. 1.5. The, the old days, you'd have been sitting too close. The old days, we, we used to cut concrete with our masks. Uh, before you, <laughs> I, meant, I meant before you lost the weight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're on the concrete gang, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, and coming to you from the makeshift studios... At CFMEU headquarters. And we apologise for that, but you've got to understand, we're under, you know, the coronavirus, everything. we're not even in a studio. Uh, and we're using a portable recorder. Portable recorder, so it doesn't always come out the best. But anyway, we do our best with what little we've got. Don't we, Annie? <laughs> <laughs> Righto, let's get into the show. We've got uh, a lot of stuff to cover this morning. And number one... Item on the agenda is a new EBA. There is now an offer. There is an offer on the table which is obviously covering all the issues. There's a pay rise. There's an improvement in, a massive improvement in the redundancy arrangements. There's improvement in super. There's a whole lot of changes that have been put on the table as an offer. And given coronavirus and the delays that that has caused across the board in the economy and all the rest of it, to be having a, an offer, a serious offer, which is uh, now getting uh, 
reported back to delegates and the committee of management and all the rest of it, I reckon that's a damn fine achievement and just as well we got it when we got it. Because I don't think uh, it's going to be quite as smooth as it has even been at this point in time in about uh, early next year, I reckon. She's going to be uh, a bit all over the joint. And especially when you look at you know other unions and you look at the ACTU, you know, they're talking, we're all hearing the rumours about wage freezes and all that. And I see who? Yeah, that's it. We obviously heard about all the that sort of stuff, wage freezes and yep. penalty cuts and all that sort of thing, you know. And obviously to get, you know, to get a decent offer, especially when you hear the first offer they gave us was zero. Yes, the first, the offer originally was nothing in 2020 and then... Uh, Minimal amounts of money in terms of 21, 22 and 23. What is on the table now is an offer which basically means an average 50 bucks a week for everyone plus $20 a week on your redundancy on the 1st of October this year, the 1st of October next year, the 1st of October 22, the 1st of October 23. In other words, doubling your current $80 redundancy to $160 a week. And the super will go up over the time so that in July 2023 it will be 280 bucks a week. And that is worked out on the CW7 rate plus side allowance plus travel plus height. So that is going to put us ahead of the 11% which will be in place in 2023, probably put us up around 13 to 14%. So those who are coming up to retirement probably won't enjoy that as much as the younger people coming through will get it going into their redundancy because, sorry, into their super as well as into their redundancy because they're the matters that are going to be very important in the next couple of years where the industry will be rocking and rolling all over the place and continuity of employment will be difficult. There's no doubt about that at all. And especially with you know your tax situation too. I know our tax keeps going up and up and we seem to be the only ones paying tax, our, our members and our industry, but you know you get, get it in the redundancy. So if you are genuinely redundant, you can claim it tax-free as well. Yes, so there's going to be a process now where all the delegates are coming in to, a se to separate meetings uh, because we have to limit the number we can have at a meeting with social distancing, masks, temperature text checks and all the rest of what we have to do under the coronavirus uh, rules. But there has already been a couple of meetings and the last one took place on Friday so that's all the delegates are being in, and plus there will also be delegates meetings for some of the sectors like uh, precast and scaffolding and so on. But the important point is we can't have the usual festival hall meeting where we have a mass meeting. That uh, is not allowed and would only create further controversy uh, about the industry staying open when so many people have been put out of work. Exactly. So you probably should explain that we've had... Did you, I wasn't paying attention as, as usual, but uh, we're having three different stewards meetings. We've had three different stewards yeah. meetings in the last week. We've also had the Committee of Management 
and they have endorsed the offer, the acceptance of the offer, and uh, we now will go to company-by-company votes, which is going to be another problem because the small companies, you can get blokes together in the yard or whatever with social distancing and all the rest, but the big companies, when they're employing hundreds of people, it's going to be a massive task to get this uh, offer voted on by the members in each company. But let me say this, it's not a bad problem to have compared to so many other people because our outcome basically means it's 200 bucks over the next three years. So there's four pay increases. The first one will be in August. It's 200 bucks plus 80 bucks a week extra on the redundancy. All the insurances protected and improved with some new ones in there which are going to help people who are off work long term. And there will also be some serious changes to the benefit of apprentices. So there's a whole lot of things happening. There will also be stuff sent to you by electronic media or digital messaging so that people can actually read what's in the agreement. And there will also be a capacity to ask questions via the internet and get specific answers on your issue. And just on uh, three separate meetings for the stewards, obviously for re- the reason for that was obviously we can't have them all, all here at once. So we've had the three separate meetings. We've had, uh, I was going to say security guards down below. I'm not going to say that because uh, they haven't had a great history uh, organising people. But we've had people down below organising numbers in the lifts. Yes, uh, self- temperature testing. Temperature testing, uh, hand cleaning and people... With, everyone's had a mask on, sitting uh, appropriate distance, uh, trying to do the right thing. Uh, and, and the union's been uh, spent a lot of time and, and money on organising that, not just here, but on the sites in Melbourne, trying to keep all the sites uh, clean and going because I think everyone's got to make a special effort. And obviously, not everyone has been because but with all the outbreaks, unfortunately. But we're only good as a, as a weak link in the chain. So uh, I think we need to... You know, make make a bit more of an effort. Everyone needs to, and I know we are, and that's the reason we've had the three separate meetings, uh, and um, successfully so far in keeping uh, people apart and making sure everyone's coronavirus free. We've got to say we've got the RDO calendar not locked well, in for 2026. I was saving the big one to last. Oh, wait, whoops. Well, he's let it out of the bag, but the, never mind. The it's a great man. result. He's, it's a great result. We have got agreed calendars right through to 2026, so beyond the current agreement, and that means that bosses get a bit of predictability, which is why they agreed to it, but it gives everyone an opportunity to know exactly where they're going to be till right through till the end of 2026. And Anzac Day and substitute Anzac Days are part of those calendars. All right, we better cut to the track. We're halfway through. Yep. What have we and got, What have we got, uh, Chief uh, um, Musical Director? Well, I went for a trip down memory lane, as I often do, and I've come up with Led Zeppelin and Immigrant Soul. <laughs>
great song. Hey, how about that? Don't listen to the words, they're shit. But it's a great tune and it's great musicianship. Magnificent. Rightio. We better talk about the disaster that is COVID-19 because this week has been a bit exciting. Mm. Oh, there's been plenty going on this week in the world of COVID-19. Well, including, you, including our friends Vicpol. Including North Korea getting the cure. Oh, right. <laughs> we've got to remember that. We're well, they, about. Yeah, they're shooting everyone, are they? Well, they've, got, they've got zero cases and That's they've got one the cure. Curing, isn't it? Yeah. Who's well, got then, it? Like, boom. Then clearly we don't need to send Vicpol and uh, WorkSafe inspectors over to North Korea, just around building it's sites. Right. Yeah. Oh. Well, I reckon the greatest epidemic coming out of the ep- epidemic is the fact all these AB- people on ABNs that don't get the the luxuries of uh, sick days and days off when they don't feel the best, and they're going to work sick because they know if they don't go to work, they don't get paid. And that's what's making this epidemic... This is the biggest epidemic, I'd say. Well, the big the big one for that is you've got to have a look at what's happened this week with skill, skill tiling. Yes, we, Heritage Glass and a couple of other subbies that came off the Sendvik job out at Footscray were told... Have to be tested, have to be isolated, isolated till such time as they get negative test results. In fact, they have to be isolated for 14 days all up, went straight on to other jobs and started spreading things around. Through the industry, went to other jobs, obviously. But the good thing is that that was identified by delegates and HSRs on, the, on those sites and they were got off those jobs very quickly uh, but they were had, exposed. The people were exposed. People were exposed. There's been testing, and Inkalink are doing a great job there. But also, there was cleaning of the sites, and uh, sites were shut down uh. till such time as uh, people could be tested and all the proper procedures followed. But we're doing it, and uh, the Department of Health and Human Services are very complimentary about what this industry has done, because. Given the way people move around between sites, this would be a lot worse as an industry than the meat industry, who, who are only going to one place every day. But I think we're doing well, but there's, and a, lot the, of, there's the a lot of selfish home. bastards out there who are stuffing it up for and, everyone. And the old people's home. They have yep. a, you know, people, um, I don't know, what the, the nurses or what, 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 whoever you call them, people, I don't know if they're nurses or, Family or AIDS, AIDS going from, from one facility to another and apparently they only got the proper uh, PPE a week ago or something. This epidemic's been going over three months. So the, and we had a Royal Commission in old people's home. These Royal Commissions, honestly, I mean, even the ones into us and, 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 you know, and the people running them and they've had a Royal Commission into these um, old people's homes. God love the, you know, the old people done all the hard yards, helped this great country going and, and then they get treated like that to sit in ducks waiting to die or catch this horrible disease. And, and, and the Royal Commission was that they're undermanned, they were this or that. What's been done about it? The poor people are sitting there waiting to catch this poor disease and uh, it's, it's a disgrace. I, I don't know. You, there should be a Royal Commission, the Royal Commissions, really. I thought you were running one. We, we did one another week, didn't <laughs> we? <laughs> we're still waiting for the findings. Yeah, well, <laughs> you wouldn't have to be a rocket science to find out what's going on about that. But, but it, it is a disgrace, really. I mean, honestly, I mean, if you're in a situation where you, your loved ones have, or your parents might have to go to an old people's home, you'd be terrified, wouldn't you? That's and right. It's because these people are running them, privatised, and it's all about making money. It's all about making money, not looking after them, making money. 
It's it's a disgrace, really. Out of all this, you, you know. can tell a lot from a country the way they look after the most vulnerable. Yeah, right. Yeah. Did you see that show on Four Corners? No. Oh, mate. In Italy. Oh, please. We're doing better than a lot of people, but we've got to do better again. Now, COVID has also provided an excuse for some people, like our good friends Tarkin at... Um, Straightline. Straightline. We, did re- we, we were still going through it. We did report, the governor reported on it a few weeks ago. Um, Straightline, when COVID come in, COVID-19, you can tell from his compliance, he's super, he cut it in half. Same amount of people, but he cut the whole oh, so lot he's, in half. So he's super got coronavirus. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know, job keeper. Got put in isolation. You know, the jobs he won, you know, before all this, and they haven't changed. They've actually probably speeded speed up because there's been left tra- less traffic on the road. And he's obviously just been paying job keeper to the blokes. And Jeez. go, you know... So we've we've, we've been going place. through that issue. I believe all the super and that will be fixed up hopefully this week and obviously the back pay and the wages as well because he's been doing it for a long time. Righto. We should also mention uh, there is a problem with people going on to site oh. without induction to avoid uh, too much close examination of what is actually going on with their wages, their conditions, their health, etc., Obviously, we've been campaigning the plasterers, and um, this week we had an incident on Hickory Job at Box Hill um, Wet Spot, the tiling company. Oh. Blokes, the shoppy did a toolbox meeting and goes the day before, and goes the bloke come down and said, oh, he goes, have you been inducted? And he goes, no. So he'd been working on the job about an induction. All these companies are now trying to push blokes straight up on the floors so they don't have to go through the rigours of the induction. So we don't know what jobs they come off or wherever, you know. COVID-19, what they're getting paid or whatever. So Can't track people if you don't know they're on the job. And that's right. This is this ABN scenario, you know, whereas they might be getting paid if they're not there, so they, they go to work when they're sick. Mm. Righto, so we might have to introduce a new COVID uh, negligence award. And uh, Straight Line and Wet Spot are both going to be mentioned. Or a Royal Commission, into the Royal Commission, into the Royal Commission. Yes. Righto. Now, just uh, before we go to Scallywags, we should mention uh, the passing of Alan Ricks. Uh, Ricksy was an old BL, and uh, he did cross over to the dark side and joined the AWU uh, after D-Reg. But uh, before that, and even as a, uh, an organiser in the civil area, Ricksy was a gentleman. He did his job, I know, but I've got to say, I had a little bit of time for the old Alan and he, to his family and uh, all his friends, uh, our condolences, and uh, we hope that he rests in peace. R.I.P., yes. We can't rest in peace with the rumour mill, though. What have we got, mate? Well, I'm told that there is uh, this concern to uh, establish a new crane company in Queensland. And guess what? It all seems to be the same people that operate in Victoria. Yeah? Yeah, and they're p- paying out an absolute fortune in lawyers. Dear, dear, is it? Yes. Right. And they've gone to the, they think they're going to the, the pie in the sky Queensland. Yeah, and we will, we will keep you up to date as we do about all these rumours that are floating around. There's people from Queensland who want to come south who uh, want to buy some uh, companies that are possibly trading insolvent, and there's people from this state wanting to go there because they think their tower cranes and mobile cranes are just 
in demand up there. Yeah, oh well. So anyway, there's lawyers' letters floating everywhere. So I guess the we, we've uh, got we've got plenty of money for that, haven't we? Yeah, we, we'll have the vexatious litigant uh, award soon, <laughs> and we'll go out with an appropriate tune. But anyway, <laughs> scallywags. Yeah, well, uh, what have we got? Well, Campo's nominated skill tiling. Skill tiling, Campo? obviously, skill tiling, you know. the Wet job. spot. Wet spot. Straight line. Straight line. Adco, is an, oh, an oldie but a goodie. Daria. He's been a bit quiet, but he's come he's back. Coming, he's coming back, don't he, worry about that. He's coming back, so. Non-EBA contractors. Obviously, Ad- Government work. Adco, um, Dario from Adco, we got a job at Q and the boys want to do the job jumper. They've got the design and Dario, he saw the job jumper and he goes, oh, you're not allowed to do that because the client doesn't want it. Well, Dario, you're not paying for the job jumper. We are, so we'll do whatever we want. And just talking about going to Queensland, who got a special exemption to go to Queensland to investigate the union and have a holiday on the Gold Coast? Oh, Bernie. Nick Burney, is it Nick oh, Burney? Oh yes, the ABCC Commissioner uh, has headed off to investigate personally what's been going on at the uh, Cross River. In the sunny state. Oh, wow, yeah. wow, wow. Has he taken his whistle and his white boots with him or just to keep in that? <laughs> and apparently the blokes had to go in the sheds because they, were, they had to quarantine. Because could have been affected. Well, that's right. He's come from Victoria. He's come from Victoria. Oh, so the boys oh, had to go no. in the sheds and go off the jobs because he couldn't have affected the jobs. Good well, point. Uh, the old coronavirus award might go to Stevie. Oh, good good could, point, Campo. Could you imagine if it was us? Can you imagine if one of us went up there for a little trip? Junket. <laughs> Let's be honest. It's probably a junket. To screw over 100% it's a junket. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know why you wouldn't just send the local inspector to in- interrogate them. Well, no, I suppose you've got 200 million, you've probably got a private jet. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be in the wine quaffing mob. Another one, uh, Warren? Another oh. wine quaffer? Do you reckon he's got a yellow little suit he wears like his umpiring days? Yeah. Does he it... blow his whistles? He's still practice blowing his whistle, the white, yellow maggot. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we call umpires, Leonard. That's what we call umpires. That's, that's it. That's, that's, that's abuse, not defamation. That's right, yeah. <laughs> right on. And last but not least, McConnell Dow, because... Oh, no, not last but not least. We've got our mate from Wolf. Oh, yeah, I've just... Back okay. to him. It's always right back to him. Oh, sorry, McConnell Dow are down here. They are out and about with a new uh, ongoing relationship with the AWU. They still are, really? Oh, yes. And uh, I always and do you know say, who's going there? Yes. <laughs> don't should, mention. We don't don't mention. mention. We're not going to mention. We'll come back to him in due course. <laughs> but no, McConnell Dow are out and about. We always say if the AWU didn't exist, the bosses would invent them. And guess what? McConnell Dow are in the process of reinventing them and trying to create an AWU subcontract workforce to oppose us. Oh, dear. You understand? Now, we better hurry up. We've got got one more. Wolf. And uh, Wolf, Wolf the Wolf, because Ashley, our old mate Ashley Levin, you know, he's good. He loves the concrete game, but he doesn't love it when we shit can him. But Ashley, lift your game. That job down there in Bryant, it was disgraceful, and uh, we're not happy with that at the moment, Ashley. But uh, hopefully, it's all fixed up by now. But uh, Wolf, Wolf the Wolf, huff and puff and blow your house down. <laughs> we better hurry, Ashley. Out. Could you huff and puff? Oh no, we're not. We don't have to hurry now. <laughs> oh, sorry, who are we going for? Slow down. Who are we going for for Scallywag of the Week? 
Jeze, kaas of ergens. Oeh. Kaks. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, skill tiling, that's, that's pretty... Oh, yeah. so yeah. Trying to affect the whole industry, you know what I mean? I was thinking seriously about a COVID-19 uh, scallywag award. Okay, be. well, it's got to go to Wolf. You won't beat what happened down there. Ashley Levin's in a class of his own. <laughs> and, uh, yes, and his, and his co-award. Oh, that was, that was pretty ordinary. Pretty ordinary. Righto, we're going to go with the Gorillas' nomination of Wolf, wolf Construction. Wolf. wolf, Wolf, we're going to blow your house down. Yes. It won't be well built. Anyway. It's, it's the one in Brighton with the Clark's crane on it. Right, no worries. Now, <laughs> the COVID-19, the C-19 award for Scallywag in a pandemic. We've got skill tiling, we've got Steve McBurney, we've got straight line, and we've got wet spot. I really want to go... Gentlemen, who are we going for? I really want to, just because it, it's Steve McBurney, I really want to go with Steve McBurney, but... Because he's, he's, he's a, just he's a, a grub. A, but he's a backmarker, because he started off as an umpire. He looks like... So he, we hate him already, <laughs> and then he went with the ABCC. That's the worst double of all time. But if you look at him, he looks a bit cronery. Oh... <laughs> Like a sick little rat. The old, the old, the old umpire. Oh. Right, uh, come on. I reckon there's a few people here who have done some serious damage. Steve, Steve's only damaged his reputation in our eyes. But yeah, skill. Yeah. I'd go skill. Send them skill tiling. When I mean, they're supposed to be and a special. Can I, can I spend a cheerio, a special cheerio to Adrian Bonadera? He was a champion full forward at Port Melbourne. Absolutely hated umpires, and they hated him. When he, he was a full force, before he even let out of the square, they blew a whistle and gave a free against him because they knew he was going to crush the pack. And Adrian Bonandier hated umpires, and so did we. So a little cheer out to Adrian Bonandier from Port Melbourne. Righto. We're going to go out... Bonners. Oh, who's the Sookie Lola? Well, we're, we're oh, going. sorry, Sookie yeah. Lola. Well, oh. Darts. Yeah. Darts. He Who? did win it, Dario. Dario. Oh, Dario. Still going to be at job and, and putting the non-EBA outfit on on the in the hospital uh, on the school. Oh, mate. He, yeah. he's Dario, you've now it had coat. This is what this is his third coat. They complained because I and he's won Tuki Lala before. Too, well, he complained so, about oh. his benching. I said, well, Dario. You're not bad at mentioning us, but we've got to cop that. But you've got to remember one thing: we've got a we've got a radio show. You haven't. <laughs> yeah. Right, we're going to go out the same old way. Dare to struggle. Dare to win. If you don't fight, you, you lose. lose. And we're going to go out with Warren Zevon and send us gun lawyers, guns, and money. Out of 
listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.